what is going on everyone this is a day of celebration a day of reflection this is episode 147 of the comic bookies podcast our three-year anniversary episode thank you all so much for downloading wherever you get your podcasts um oh man i can't say enough i'm so happy to be on with mark uh but here we go here we go for our three anniversary episode in sports we're talking about march madness the final four is set we'll give your reactions uh nascar is at richmond but we're also going to recap atlanta and coda since we've been gone the last two weeks nfl transactions some major major things happened since the last time we recorded so we'll touch on that usa is close to being in and italy is out we have some world cup news to give to you and over in the comic books of course since we've missed the last two weeks we have plenty of books to talk about plenty of books to get into preview review what have you and we have plenty of news including moon knight starts this week morbius is released and we have a full-fledged spoiler spoiler filled review of the batman movie but come join us for a grand celebration. It is episode 147, almost there at 150, but the three-year anniversary episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's do this thing. And there you have it, folks. As the music fades, we are coming into episode 147 of the Comic Bookies podcast. And like the previous 146, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. This Wednesday, March 30th, 2022, one of your rare five Wednesday months. Go see Alex at Treasure Island or go to any local comic book store that you attend every single week. Get your pull list started. Uh, grab your books new, old, but Alex himself, he can get you any way you want them. You can go in. Now you can go in without a mask. You can park your car in the parking lot and he can walk them out to you or he can ship it to you wherever you are in the 48 states. Mark, unfortunately, Sean's on here with us tonight. He's attending to other issues. Um, but sir, dude, it's been a long, long road. It, you know, a part of me feels that it it does feel like three years, and a part of me is like, wow, three years went by super, super fast. But uh, um, I'm I'm raising a glass to you right now for people who are not watching, who are not, uh, you know, who can't really see us. But um, appreciate everything that you've done for the show, and um, congratulations, man! Happy three year anniversary to us. Yes, sir. That is correct, man. We are here, our three year anniversary. Can you believe that? Believe wow. that, though. But, man, it's, uh, it's almost slipped my mind, man, since you told me in pre-production. That's right, though. Episode 147, um, March, about 2019, we got this thing cracking and started. Hard to believe that we're even still doing it. You know, we all have our own times where we need off, like Sean. Too bad he can't be a part of us tonight. But he is mm -hmm. with us in spirit, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, it's just fun, man. Obviously, the pandemic put a damper on a lot of our plans and, you know, just kind of switched things up and how we did things. But we still going on, trucking along, trying to deliver, you know, some of this fun sports and comic entertainment news weekly, biweekly, what have you. And just uh, keep the fans in tune, you know, with uh, what's going yeah. on with our uh, with our style. You know, it's just uh, glad that we can, you know, share our voice with the world and uh, literally the world as we had so many, you know, different downloads in different countries and states and whatnot. And I'm very, very pleased and proud to be able to share, you know, this podcast with you and fans all over the world really and we thank the fans we take thank the listeners uh 
And yeah, most importantly, like you said, we also thank our sponsor in Treasure Island Comics that uh, probably can deliver to Alaska and Hawaii. It might just cost you a little bit more. <laughs> I know. I know 48 states will make it 50, but <laughs> yeah, brother, cheers to you and uh, cheers to Sean and the fans and everybody that listens in and supports us, man. I couldn't be uh, more prouder to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, three people who, you know, do not go unthanked. You know, it goes without saying, but we have to give a special thank you to our three wives as well. You know, for for giving us opportunity. You know, especially me and you. The majority of these for the for all of these three years. You know, putting the putting the babies to bed and kind of taking care of them and just giving us the opportunity to sit down for two and a half, three hours and just kind of shoot the shit with each other. So for supporting us in that. You know, a couple comic cons we've been going to, the shirts we've printed, the the flyers we've printed, just. You know, the kind of money we put into it and the time and effort we put into it and stuff and just kind of having our backs, you know, for all that time. So we, we thank and we love you three. Um, but, yeah, dude, like just imagine it's 147, right? So if you figure if we did one a week for every single week in three years, it's 156, right? So we haven't missed that much. Pretty dedicated to this damn thing. I'm, I'm pretty proud to say, like, if you told me three years, you would only be off by, you know, less than 10 episodes i'd be like no way like we're gonna take you know some weeks off some months off maybe and we'd be like maybe 100 125 but man we are right there we are on the cusp 150 freaking episodes dude yeah we are in about a month or so we're gonna get to Mm -hmm. you know 150 and just keep trucking along from there and um you know just uh we just hope that everybody keeps our names in our effing in their effing mouths, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, there. I <laughs> so, see what you did there. Attaboy. Keep <laughs> our names in your effing mouths and keep our <laughs> damn podcast playing on your effing speakers, people, because uh, it is fun and we wouldn't be doing it without you guys. So, yeah. 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 150 is going to be crazy. Uh, man, just wish we had more time to do certain things that we uh haven't been able to do but nonetheless Mm -hmm. i mean we still do what is the meat and potatoes of this podcast and that's try to deliver at least you know a podcast on your favorite platform at least weekly or bi-weekly so you know that's what we're going to keep doing and uh we'll see what the future holds for sure now with all of us with you know obviously kids all under the age of six or under and uh like you mentioned, you got a little league practice and I have, you know, gymnastics, all types of stuff. I'm sure Sean's kid's going to get into something eventually also. So, mm-hmm. but uh, it's tough. Maybe one day we'll have the little kiddos on the podcast as well. Maybe have their spinoff. Well, I know we talked about it, the the comic bookies for kids, right? And just uh, maybe yeah, get cool. our little kids talking about some Disney films and, you know, um, but that might be a little bit later on in life when they're when they turn red and whatnot. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> when they're a little bit more mature and they can actually handle themselves in front of a microphone. But just fun times, man. Fun, fun times, fun times in sports books. Uh, been reading a good amount over the weekend. Uh, I know I'm a little bit ahead of you, but we'll get into that in a little bit. March Madness has been crazy. Oh, man. NFL has been nuts with all these signings and stuff going along right. as well. Warriors are doo-doo, can't do anything, but mm-hmm. Celtics have been on a roll and just uh, it's been fun times, man. Fun times. We're getting here to the end of the quarter, the end of March, about to really get into spring and all this, you know, spring into things, if you will. But man, future's looking bright, really excited to see what the spring and summer has ahead for us, man. For sure. I'm going to give a few shout outs so far. I know my um, 
Danielle posted on our comic bookies Instagram page. We got the likes of uh, DJ Cook Beats, a former guest, uh, kind of uh, commenting on our post. So thank you, sir, for the sub- love and support. Uh, Matt Souza, the owner of uh, CrossFit Livermore, thank you so much for the love and support as well. But yeah, I mean, it starts with people that we know and people from our own community out here in the Bay Area and out in the Valley, you know. So uh, we couldn't do it without them. And then, of course, everyone who's been downloading us from Nevada up to Washington, over down in Texas, one of our most downloaded states in New York and Iowa. You know, Des Moines, Iowa has been up there in the top five for weeks now. Florida, over over in Europe, we have Belgium, dude. Belgium has been on fire. There's one person or a handful of people downloading us every single week. Countries in Africa, other countries in Europe. We have Asia. We have up in Canada is one of our highly downloaded uh, countries. You know, we have South America even. I think every single country has downloaded us except for Antarctica. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only country that we haven't gotten a download from. So, I mean, we've come a long way. Um, we hope that they're real downloads and not some kind of bot things. But, hey, you know, it still counts, right? So, Someday, someday when we actually uh, we're working on a sponsor for YouTube as well uh, for us to be a sponsor of someone else's show. Uh, we're working on looking at calendars for a couple of conventions that we can go to actually in person without a mask on, you know, this this summer. Of course, we're going to be at a few A's games. I'm, of course, you know, my wife's the Giants fan, so we'll. Uh, make a trip over across the bay and take my kids to a Giants game this year. Hopefully all three of us are at the race in Sonoma for the NASCAR race. Um, m- m- my wife gave me the the go-ahead, so next year I get to pick whatever track I want in the United States, and I get to actually travel there and go, so hopefully you guys will join me. But we got to make a plan to go somewhere in 2023 for any race that I want. we got to make just make the plan to go to that NASCAR race that weekend. So, Uh-oh. so Uh-oh. where are we going? Where are we going? Gotta be Daytona, right? <laughs> I know. I I would say Daytona or shoot, where's like another place that we can actually like? I don't know. Like Texas sounds cool because I can go to Texas and visit a. I don't know. Uh, it's in. Is it in Austin? Right. Well, they or have which two of them. Coda's in Austin. in Austin. They just okay, had well, Austin, but they well, also have, have Dallas Fort Worth area, which is Texas Motor Speedway, and they also hold a, a All Star race this year as well. And that's I think right. last so, year. So, I mean, there's good restaurants and bars and stuff that I know of in Austin. So we got to go. I guess it's Coda next year or maybe visit my aunt in Kansas and go to one of the either. I think it's two races, right? Two races in Kansas still. One playoff and one non-playoff. Yeah. So I know someone that was at Coda this weekend. Also pretty cool. Bristol would be real cool to go to also. Bristol night race. Not the dirt. I don't want to get freaking. The thing with Bristol, though, is I think it's kind of a pain in the butt to like, I don't think it's real close to airports. And I I know like the hotel situation, I've looked it up before, the hotel situation in in Bristol is kind of bleak, you know, I think you Mm -hmm. have to kind of travel. It just seems like kind of a harder place to get to if you're not familiar with it. And then we could go, you know, friends of the show, Cody and Steve, they live in South Carolina, so we could go to could go to Darlington, but That's I think right. like from the airport or from like where they live is like a two and a half, three hour drive to Darlington. If you can imagine even even the small state of South Carolina, oh, so it's like coast. literally on the on the other side of the state. Yeah. So, but something like that, man, we should definitely plan that, dude. I mean, Dan, I have this I have this whole agenda for us tonight to kind of compact it into an hour and a half, hour and forty minute episode. But man, I kind of just want to sit here and reflect for a minute, dude. Like all three of us on one freaking mic. In my apartment in Dublin, California, just practicing every other week, right? And then finally you get your mic, and then it's me and Sean doing actual episodes for the first month or two. Mm-hmm. And then and then Sean gets his mic when he moves into his apartment in Hayward. 
and it's and it's been like that ever since. Episode 100, we go to your house and we have the huge production. You get those cool lights going, right? And you know, and we and we do live for the first time. Now we're not doing live tonight because my computer is ass right now, so I don't know what's going on with with uh, Streamlabs. But since yeah, speaking of computers, I need one of us needs a better computer if we're gonna try to go live like that again. Because man, I'll admit right. my, my 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 MacBook Air from <laughs> what what 2015, just the graphics card and just not enough RAM to just be able to process all this information when you're going live, and it just mm-hmm. it kind of sucks. But um, I mean, if we're gonna do that again, we gotta get like a some better equipment, man, and just uh. Really yeah. try to do it because uh, even me right now, if I have my double screens up and try to, you know, if I have my double screens up, it's fine. The minute I start Skype and the computer's trying to process Skype with the double screens and everything going uh, on, it's just and you're trying to look up odds at the same time. Yeah, yeah it's just, it lags so bad. So I have to just turn everything off and just have my one screen and whatnot. But man, eventually uh, we'll get there, man. Just big things on the horizon personally with me as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true moving out of where i'm at um don't know exactly what's going on yet but as everybody across the nation knows inflation is rumping ran, uh, running wild um house prices in california is just uh ridiculous Unreal. you know just uh, I, I just don't know what i'm gonna do but there's always uh you know and if you don't die there's always an answer so I'm sure we'll crawl my way through my myself and my family. I got support as well from other families. So things will be good. And uh, just hoping to continue to, you know, do this podcast and uh, keep delivering. I know that maybe coming up here, there's going to be certain weeks that I might not be able to with moving and whatnot. But um, yeah, definitely going to try. Good, good, sir. Well, you know what? Me and Sean will be there to support you with every, with whatever you need. And to also deliver for the fans too at the same time. So, good luck with all, all of those endeavors. I know it's you know tough, man. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So let's get into sports first. So we're going to kick off the three-year anniversary uh, show with sports first. I'm not sure if we did sports first last time in episode one. I think we did. Uh, but let's get into it, man. So March Madness and the Final Four is set. So with all of the hoopla and all the upsets and all these teams scoring of 12, 15 points and a half and pissing people off on their bets and their brackets, we have teams for the first time in NCAA history. We have teams with multiple championships who are in, in the Final Four. You know, it's it's kind of like those things where, oh, St. Peter's and all these different schools are upsetting this 15 seed beats that. All these 12s, all these 10s, 11s. But at the, at the very end of it, North Carolina, Duke, Villanova, and Kansas. It's like, oh, well, that wasn't surprising. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of parity there. But, I mean, as far as a seed's concerned, it kind of is. Because only, what, one number one, number one seed's in there? That's so, right. All the number one seeds got knocked out. All, um, all the number one seed. That's right. All the no, not all of them. But, no, yeah, no, you're no, right. Kansas is a number Kansas. one. All the that's rest right, of the right. other ones, which was Baylor, Gonzaga, and um, Arizona. Arizona, that's right. Arizona getting the smackdown by Houston, which then again mm-hmm. falls to uh, to Villanova. They were favorites there. I actually lost on that game. I went yeah. against one of my teams in Villanova, but <laughs> that's what we got here in the Final Four down in yes, New Orleans, sir. man. The bluest of the bluest of the bloods, and um, you know they don't they don't really consider Villanova blue blood. I guess I don't know why, but uh, you know they got two championships. What 2016 and 18, Jay Wright took them to the to the uh, final four and eventually mm-hmm. winning a title those years and 
Connor Gillespie, actually the point guard that plays on the team right now. He was actually a freshman in 2018. And uh, with the injury they got to Moore, um, kid that actually. Was, that was nasty as hell. That that replay, I was like, dude, everything just folded up like the tongue. Like, like they tell you it does. Something jiggles and pops, and then everything goes up the calf. I'm like, dude, there it is. Boom. And you just know it too. It's so weird when they when they show it. They're gonna show it. Everyone's looking for like a rolled ankle, and you don't see his ankle roll, and you just see like his, his calf, like his whole calf it's like, jiggle. Dude, it's so weird how that happens. You've seen it with Kevin Durant. You've seen it. You know, I don't understand that injury. Kobe, I mean, yeah. hopefully a Kobe. Hopefully I never get that injury. It seems like it happens very very frequently in in um, NBA On players. Clay Thompson, man. Clay Thompson, obviously he was. That happened during a practice that he was having, but it's always non-contact and the way that, that you know, the pain tolerance that happened, it seems like there's not, the, the kid was on the bench for like the whole, get, the rest of the game after he it happened. He was sitting there. He didn't like even you, go to the locker room. He's just sitting there. You think he'd be passed out for so much pain or had his, or had ah, his, like, his ah. face, his face in, like in a, in a towel, like just writhing in pain. But no, he was just like, ah, ooh, something something uh yeah pop right there and it, it's uh, like they so, it's it's like they say like when it pops it feels like kind of someone just like stepped on the back of your ankle or something but you would think they would be on a stretcher going to the hospital <laughs> it's like a weird injury to me you know and man it's just it, uh the way like, am i just weird crying like am i just a weird one or do i kind of want to like rupture my achilles just to to, to feel like no, you're oh, a yeah. weird one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah huh it does only feel like that <laughs> i mean i just i mean i don't know man i wonder if like with, with our old asses if we go and play like a pickup game if that could like happen i yeah. wonder like you know kids like what 21 22 20 these are like young kids you you wonder like is it like just hanging on a string and it just obviously finally pops or is it something that just is freak or is it something that builds up? I'm no doctor. I'm no surgeon. I wouldn't be able to tell you too much about Achilles tendons mm -hmm. tears, but there is one thing I know for sure. And that I've seen, it just doesn't seem like it's that much pain when it happens. Yeah. Like I don't see these guys grimacing on the floor and just the fact that you can just sit on the bench for the rest of the game is a uh, pretty crazy but, you know, here we are. Both games are about four points that the favorite is laying with Kansas. I think it'd be a lot shorter with Villanova. Didn't have that injury. I think yeah. Moore is the second highest score scorer for Villanova. And um, they don't really have a deep bench. They actually really kind of only play six as it is. So kind of going to have to play five. Obviously, they're not going to play five. But I believe in Jay Wright. Obviously, he's a great, great coach, and he's going to be able to, you know, make adjustments. And if they didn't have like a whole week to prepare, I'd probably say that, you know, definitely I'd be looking maybe on the Kansas side. I just think that there's a lot of value on Kansas right now because of how they came out in the second half against Miami and just completely shut them down. Miami just seemed to forget how to play basketball. They were up by four or five points at half. Coming to the second half, they score 15. Um, Kansas goes ahead and scores 47, and that's all she wrote. Um, but there's a lot of recency biased on Kansas. Line's about four and a half. I mean, I'd probably be looking to maybe, you know, probably back Villanova here just because I think that, you know, I think it should be closer to a two or three point spread. I think there's a little bit of value on Villanova going into this uh, matchup on Saturday. Um, like I said, I trust Jay Wright. I haven't seen too much of Connor Gillespie, you know, in the last game. I think that he's actually going to step it up pretty good coming up here. And I think they're going to have the ball in his hands more. And I think he's going to be the player that we all know that he can be. 
And also, not to mention, with Villanova, they are the best free-throwing They are the best free-throwing shooting team. Free-throw, shoot, free-throwing, free-shooting, free-throw shooting team ever in NCAA history. Not this year, not, you know, ever. They have the best free-throw shooting percentage. So if it's a tight game and it gets down to the end and they get in the bonus or something, you know, they're going to hit their free-throws. Yeah. So it's just um, I, I see value in Villanova. Obviously, I bet against them when I took Houston. That was a mistake. My buddy was telling me to take them. I didn't. I went against them, and I lost. And um, I don't know if I'm going to make that same mistake again. Kansas is real good. Um, Four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, currently on ESPN. I don't know. I mean, I kind of trust Jay Wright more than Bill Self, and, I mean, mm-hmm. personally. But we'll see. I think that it's going to be a great, um, great game, great Final Four. Duke, here we are with Coach K. Obviously, he got right. 101 wins under his belt. I wrote swan him. song over here with playing the damn North Carolina Tar Heels. Like, how much of a storybook ending can you write? Making the Final Four in your last season coaching, playing North Carolina for the first time, you were telling me the other day, in the tournament. That's right. How many, they've like how they've met, they I played? think, 254 times Jesus. all time, but they've never met in the tournament, which is damn near hard to believe. Mm-hmm. The other factor I got here is that, you know, the one thing that does scare me about taking Villanova, although maybe they can cover but not win, it's just I uh, I heard that uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K, he actually won his very first title against Kansas. So what kind of you talk about storybook? Okay. He beats you. What if he beats UNC to get into the championship? Then Kansas makes it, and he beats Kansas again to first win his and first last. and his last okay. championship, dude. I mean, it's crazy. Guy got mm-hmm. 101 wins thus far in the tournament. Um, I took him against Texas Tech. Took him against Arkansas. A lot of people have been kind of down on them, but they kind of seem like that team that's destined. Obviously, Paulo Banquero, guy's just balling right now, going to be like a top three pick, if not, you know, one. Dude's really, really good coming out of Washington, and they just have like a very complete team. They've had their struggles. They've had their ups and downs. They, you know, they got pounded last game of the season at uh, Cameron Indoor, right? And uh, when they Mm -hmm. played UNC the last game of the season, they lost the ACC championship when Virginia Tech just completely handled them. And a lot of people have been down on them, but I think people are starting to wake up here, obviously, with them being, you know, four-point favorites in their Elite Eight game and this Final Four game coming up. Um, Don't know if I want to lay it because I think UNC, although I think they got Baycott and Love, which is probably – you know, the two best players they got right now. I just think that Duke is a more complete team. They're going to have that bad taste in their mouth from the last game of the season when UNC pounded them at home. But, you know, uh, I might have to do like money line on Duke and just take the points with Nova, maybe a two little team parlay and see what happens, man. Just uh, all in all, you know, to, to whoever wins, um, it's great. I think it's going to be great competition. I think it's going to be really fun. That guy yeah. Love from UNC can just shoot the ball like none other. But um, we'll see, man. I think uh, I think that fans well, probably, are. I mean, I'm thinking more of a defensive game in the Kansas Villanova game. You have the over under 132 and a half, 
and nearly a 20 point difference in the North Carolina Duke game over under set at 151 points. It, uh, a little, little side comment, you know, me and Sean last week were, were not arguing, but we were like, what is it? BMW Superdome or is it Mercedes? But it's one of our favorite cities in the whole wide world, Las Vegas. It is the Caesars Superdome now. Is it? They bought the rights to it, huh? Yeah, so that's that's pretty badass. And then and like the odds that you get the odds on all these websites are by the Caesar Sportsbook. They're making a killing just by just the name brand. Like how good marketing is. I mean, it's it's kind of shitty because you know you talk about college players making money off them. So it's you know never a a positive thing. Like oh yeah, all this stuff. But like Caesars is making bank off this. Definitely. And I I, I, we should have got my buddy on this podcast because man, he's been calling a lot of good games. You know, a lot of people were on St. Peter's with against North Carolina, and he told me, you know, like. I'm going to take UNC, man. I just don't see St. Peter's doing it. I think they're going to kind of get pounded. He's like, they mm-hmm. covered 10 games in a row. I don't think they're going to cover 11. And, uh, you know, he was right, man. It was kind of two blowouts on Sunday with, uh, you know, obviously, you um, you know, um, uh, who who the hell beat uh, with Kansas beating Miami. Just uh, my, I don't think that Miami game should have been a blowout, but like I said, they just forgot how to play basketball in the second half. It seemed like and got completely dominated. But um, I, I, I got some news rolling across the screen, the screen here with Arkansas. Okay. Man, Arkansas made it to their second straight Elite Eight this year mm-hmm. with uh, Eric Musselman. Obviously, he coached the Warriors and he actually coached Nevada. You know, when they had those two twins up there, that was a fun team to watch from the West Coast Conference as well. Did I mean, Musselman from the, did. Didn't Musselman coach Cal too? Maybe he did. Coach Cal or something. I forgot. Like earlier in his career, before he went to the Warriors. Go ahead, and continue. Sorry. No, not the. He up. was on the. Um, not the West Coast Conference. Uh, Nevada and San Jose State are in the. Uh, no, what is it? Mountain West. Sorry. So the Mountain West Conference, and obviously now he's in Arkansas. But he just got another five-star prospect to co- to commit to Arkansas. And that's the third five-star prospect that he's going to be getting next year, this kid, Anthony Black. So don't know much about him. Just saw this coming across the wire here. And, man, if uh, if he's been that good, you know, and Musselman, mm-hmm. and he's going to get, you know, three five-star players coming up here, man, I wouldn't put it past him. He's a great coach, and maybe we'll see him again in the Elite Eight next year. And, uh, man, if they're playing good, it'd be hard to maybe bet against them next year. So, We'll see what Arkansas, you know, SEC did pretty good. The Pac-12 just, you know, I don't know what to say about them. Wish Mm -hmm. they would do a little bit better. UCLA could have had that game against UNC, but um, they didn't hit some shots. We we wish the Pac-12 would do a lot more in all sports. But that's what's so they're just just not doing it. And by the way, I I was I'm definitely misspoke since 2012. uh, Eric Musselman has been in the. in college basketball, uh, but Arizona state assistant coach, um, LSU. And then he was a head coach in Nevada and Arkansas. So mm. there you are. And that's the thing that I love about this tournament in college basketball per se, you know, you have like a St. Peter's, you have that Florida Gulf coast from 2013. You have that yeah. Laurel Roberts, those 15 seeds that can kind of make, make it interesting, right? We had loyal Chicago, obviously, you know, they made that final four and it's like these teams that you don't really hear of these Cinderella's and it's fun. It's fun as sports fan. It's fun to see these underdogs when it comes to college football, you know, you never get that. Like this year was the first time we actually had a non 
big uh, power five conference make it in the you know the small smaller school I guess if you will in Cincinnati that made the the final four in, in college football but you're never gonna get like a small school to really advance like that in football you're just not in 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 basketball you might not get the smaller school winning at all but to even make an elite eight with one of these schools and to even have some of these playing teams that play in on the Tuesday before the tournament actually starts. To be able to, you know, may even make the second round is pretty cool. So this and the World Cup that we're going to get into a little bit in a little bit. It's just obviously the two best, you know, sporting events that I have that I myself feel, you know, that go on for more than a week or two that, um, you know, that the U.S. has to offer us in the world. If that with the World Cup, obviously. But, man, those two events are great. And I just love what I saw. And every year. The only thing is that sometimes it never forget. I never amazes me that I almost forget every year how much these kids just really are kids. You know, I know it's just uh, when you put your hard earned money on some of these kids sometimes and then you're like the highest of highs, like in that Miami game, you're up by five and they're dominating. And then the second half just starts and they just score 15 points. And you're just like, what the hell? Just some of the stuff that these kids mm-hmm. do when they're under pressure and they just can't inbound a ball and they just do silly mistakes that you don't obviously really see in the pros. It's just uh, hard sometimes to lose money. And like when you're like just thinking about it, like I'm really losing money to these kids that just couldn't get it together and whatnot. But yeah. still exciting, still fun times, still going to gamble. Yep. And, uh, right. That, 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 that thing's never going to change. Yeah. Still going mean, to try hey, to get you know, some picks and help out the fans here, but um, yeah, we'll another see run, going forward. Another run that we, when we first started to gamble, another run that we love to pay attention to and kind of better our harder money on was uh, Shaka Smart over at VCU. That That's run that right. they had in like 2000, what, 13, 14, 15, before he went to coach Texas. That was really fun to watch them. Virginia Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Yes, sir. And wasn't the other school too, Wichita? They were pretty good as well. Wichita State, the Shockers, yeah. Yeah. Van Fleet, right? right? Fred Van Fleet, that's on Toronto. I think he (laughs) came from uh, Wichita. So that's what I'm saying. You get like these schools and not just that, man. We even forget about – we even forget about uh, Butler, who the hell knew who Butler was? But then they go to mm-hmm. two straight. Uh, some of those, yeah, you're right. Some you know, they go to two like, straight championships. They lost both of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the coach obviously went. Brad Stevens goes and coaches um, the Boston Celtics and whatnot. He's not there anymore. But you know, and um, that one kid that came out, I can't remember his name. He was the star for Butler back then. That also played for Boston. But man, you just have these uh, fun teams and fun runs and. It's just really uh, unforgettable to me. You know, I always remember, you know, the wins, the losses, and it's uh More it's than fun. losses than anything. <laughs> Shout out to the ACC, though, though, man. I mean, I know Miami ended up getting pounded, but it was looking for a, for a point there that we could have almost had three ACC teams in the Final Four with uh, <laughs> Villanova being the outlier. So, right. if um, man, just crazy dude acc always seems to just deliver when it mm-hmm. comes i don't know what it is with north carolina and whatnot they have ballers out there but yeah, fun yeah. times fun times and i hope everybody tunes in down in new orleans at the caesars sports book uh super dome right it's called i mean but. thank god for some of these tournaments and some of these uh football teams and stuff because you never i would never get like oh, where's butler university 
I wouldn't know until they made the Final Four and then the championship that they're in Indianapolis and Indiana. I didn't know that until I was watching and paying attention to them throughout the college basketball tournament. So some of these things kind of broaden your horizons geographically, mathematically, you know, whatever, whatnot. So that's pretty cool. So that's like me. I had to look up where the hell St. Peter's. And it seems like every year you might get a team that you've never heard of. Like it seems every year there's a team that is either in a play in game or something that you never heard. I'm like, who the hell is St. Peter's? I thought I've heard them all by this point. Are they from New York or New Jersey or New Jersey? So my sister's. My sister's boyfriend's parents, both of them went to St. Peter's. Oh, really? Yeah. What the heck? Pretty, like a small world, pretty crazy, yeah. And I heard like – I just learned that on Sunday. I heard – I think I was hearing something in their whole – I think the whole – the money that they get to work with for their basketball program there at St. Peter's I think is like $1.6 total. I think the coach only uh, the coach is getting paid like three hundred thousand compare or something like that, maybe yeah, less. That sounds pretty good to me. That's Jesus. pretty good to St. Peter's, uh, but compared to like a Kentucky, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Calipari's getting like four million. That's like twice yeah. as much as what all of St. Peter's has to fund their basketball program. You Imagine know? like Saban though. Come on, Saban and da- and Dabo, how much they make compared to like freaking the university of Colorado boulders coach. You're like, come on. It's some of those, you know, the blue bloods, but That's they're winners. Them. All right. Saban and dabbles are winners. All right. He's winners. He's winner, New, buddy. New Jersey, obviously you can gamble there now. And I can tell you that some of the sports books there were happy to tell you that they weren't able to book the, to book St. Peter's games this year because, um, Man, during that Purdue game, they would have got slaughtered because I was hearing that a lot of the man, so many people in New Jersey were going to put money on them. They actually have to go across the border in New York to do it because you can't bet on teams. I guess some of those restrictions, um, you know, that's like a blackout date with like you can't watch some of you. Like if you're a member of the Raiders, you live you live 15 minutes away from your team. But since they didn't sell out the game, you can't watch them. It's not about selling out. I just think that some states they legalize the gambling, but they don't want you gambling on their state you know on on their team from the state for some reason don't ask me why but they you know they would have got smacked if because wait you would think that that if you had money on your hometown school or team you'd want to watch more which would bring more ratings more money to these networks why would they do that you think maybe they it has nothing to do with the networks it has to do with the gambling like no, but it it's all encompassed there. If you have money on a game, if you're able to like, oh, oh, wow, these like the school I went to, the school that's like 15 minutes away from my house in New Jersey, represent New Jersey. I want to gamble on them, and now I'm gonna watch it. But you know, it all comes full regardless, circle. though. But why can't you then? You can't bet on them. You get more if if the if the random gambler is then not gonna watch it. Or if he's gonna go somewhere else to watch the game, he might then watch in New Jersey, right? I, I, th- that makes no sense to me. Why they wouldn't yeah. want put their own – it's not like you coach the team. It's not like you're a booster. It's not like you're involved with the university itself. That's – But I guess they don't want – They don't want no fishy stuff going around, I guess. You know, That's how well, Calvin Ridley got caught. You know, Legalize, legalized, legalized gambling is actually what got him caught up. So, you know, I – not saying anything crazy <sighs> would happen, but that's just the rules, I guess, that they put in place. I don't know if it's for pro sports or just college sports, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, I guess that they weren't able to book St. Peter's games in the state of New Jersey. They had to go across to New York. So mm. they let New it, York uh, they let New York lose money. <laughs> right. I wonder if it was because it's college. Maybe like because the kid, you know, because the kids. I wonder if it could because if it wasn't pro sports. I don't know. I'd have to look more into it, but it probably is yeah. just college. I'd be thinking. Like I think. Yeah. All right, cool. So from the hard war. So actually, you know what? The hard wars. The hard I mean, war. <laughs> you know, there were some uh, hard wars, man. Just some um, pretty fought out so games. <laughs> before we go to the World Cup news, uh, give your picks for the final four and then the championship, which we will not get to record until after next Tuesday. Oh, the championship. So I saw that's that on was... Monday, right? Isn't like a couple of days later on Monday. Um, yeah, it's two days later. Yeah. It's not going to be on Monday. So the championship, so, there, there were actually odds on, you can pick up the matchups. And I think the one that I liked was six to one, which I think it was going to be Duke over eras, uh, sorry, over the wildcats of, uh, Villanova. I kind of like Duke. Don't know if I really like Lang the four, um, you know, maybe okay. play, maybe a two team parlay. Like I said, we'll take Duke on the money line and then I'll take, uh, Villanova plus the four and a half, maybe buy a half a point to five. I feel pretty okay. good going in with that bet, honestly. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to represent, you know, cause for, I don't know, some reason, I think when he first got started getting into basketball, he just like kind of glommed on to Kansas. Cause they, they probably had a couple year run where they were really good in, in the final four and championships, but I'll represent, I'll go with my brother's team in the university of Kansas uh, KU, not UK. Do not get those mixed mm-hmm. up. So KU, I'll take them over Villanova, and I'll take Duke over North Carolina. But I'm going to have a disappointing end to his career. I'm going to have Kansas winning the championship on Monday against Duke. Wow, that's, that's who I'm picking. That's if I'm going strictly just money line. Not sure what the what the spread would be on the championship game, but I would. But that's what I would pick. Kansas going to the championship and winning. And I'll tell you what, now that you mentioned that, I do remember that the very first college, the very first college game final that I ever remember watching was with Kansas and mm. Memphis. That's when Mario that cro- Chalmers hit that the crossover, shot hit Kansas. the shot at the end. At the yeah, top that's the, when, oh. you know, Derrick Rose was playing for Memphis. It was Derrick Rose against Mario Chalmers. And that's right. Man, that's the first game, the first final I ever remember watching. I think that was in 06 or 07. And uh, you've been, you know, so that's what kind of started my love for college basketball. And just I can't believe I've been actually watching it for that long. I haven't been gambling on it that long, but I have been watching it for that long. And uh, it's pretty long ago. Is this I have the sports or at least I had I had the sports illustrated cover of him, you know, mid shot to win the championship that year. Oh, really? Remember we were talking about um, we were trying to figure out. Kevin yeah, the Love, USC, yeah. The Kevin Love and what, what was his name? It was OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo. Yeah, so it was Kevin Love and OJ Mayo. It might have been that season because then, you know, that was the season preview uh, issue and then going then into the championship the very next March into April. And so I had the Sports Illustrated issue of him like, you know, mid-jump shot and then like, oh, can't, you know, win the championship. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, and I've been seeing all the, all the t- I guess today was – um. Today was the 14-year anniversary of Steph Curry at Davidson when yeah. he got into the Elite Eight. And man, I was like, dude, that was in two. That was 14 years ago. Jesus, because I, I remember that. I mean, old I, as hell. I, I remember that clear as day, and I remembered um, that year that Curry was just balling. I never even knew who the hell Davidson was. I'm like, who the hell is this small ass school <laughs> Davidson? And then they had this kid. 
Steph Curry and he just had such a good shot. And then when the Warriors drafted him, I just remember them drafting Curry and a lot of Warriors fans were upset, you know, and I just was kind of more optimistic about it probably because I did watch the tournament and I did know how, you know, how, you know, good Curry was as a shooter and, you know, just uh, the rest was history as we all know what happened Mm -hmm. from there on and is still happening, even though they're a little boo-boo right now without him saving him for the playoffs with a little injury. But yeah, man, fun times, fun times. Just can't believe that it was 14 years ago. I wasn't even with my wife back then. That's how, <laughs> you know, we still look at Curry as the little baby face assassin, but I think he just turned 33 or 34. So uh, he's yeah, getting he's... up there in age also be- be- right before our eyes, man. We ain't got too many years here in the Bay Area. Yeah, it makes me feel old when I'm like just like I'm less than a year older than Curry. So like he turns 34. Oh, that's about that time. About to turn 35 in May, you know, so. <laughs> So let's go to World Cup real quick. So USA, man. So they tie Mexico 0-0. They beat Panama 5-1. So they're looking pretty good. I was reading an article on um, their chances on making the World Cup. Excuse me. That's pretty exciting. And then Italy, man. Yeah, Italy definitely. You gotta you gotta put their um their you know, citizens my... on suicide watch over there oh, in no. Italia because uh yeah, you win the Euro. In between both <laughs> World Cups here, but you fail to qualify fail. for both World Cups as good as you, you know, they had that record, right? Where they went like 32 or 33 games unbeaten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just uh, really, really, really good. And in the 92nd, 93rd minute at home, they decide to give, you know, <laughs> man. Macedonians. Pretty, I don't know <laughs> if you saw the highlight, but North Macedonia guy just delivers a, you know, a Hail Mary kick. The keeper seems to, you know, uh, break on it a little bit late and it goes through, you know, right under his hands. And that's all she wrote. Italy does not qualify. Portugal does uh, beating, you know, Turkey two to one to be able to play North Macedonia here at home in Portugal. Oh, and nice. I really like, you know, there's obviously it's tomorrow. I really like, you know, their odds. I think that, man, that's like a blessing in disguise for Portugal not having to play Italy. I think the game possibly could have been in Italy. But uh, nonetheless, here we are with Ronaldo trying to qualify, you know, a winner take all, basically a last LCQ, last chance qualifier. Here it is. So, um, you know, uh, my guy Jota from Liverpool, hopefully he can do some things. Hopefully Ronaldo might even be able to to strike one in, you know, and uh, I hope my my Portugal qualifies for the World Cup because it definitely won't be the same if I don't see them in Qatar in the winter of 2022. Miguel. Right. I mean, I've adopted them as my third team, honestly. It's, uh, you know, ever since knowing you and Sean for so long, I mean, I've known, I've been, you know, best friends with Sean since 2000 and shit, two, 2003. So we're, we're almost 20 years of destruction over here. Um, it's, you know, obviously USA and then Poland, you know, who, who, you know, they usually make it, they usually have like a nice little run, but they always either fail to make the, the round of 16 or, they do, and then they get, you know, killed by a Belgium or a Germany or someone like that. And uh, not talking about World War Two, and then, uh, and oh, then, oh. <laughs> or currently Jesus. right now. Um, uh, but then Portugal's number three. I had the time of my life. I, I, I think I'm, this is probably the third time since we've been doing this podcast. So hey, you know what? One time a year, I'm gonna tell this story. When, when I was in Maui on, you know, vacation, and I don't know if I've said this before, but my dad hates soccer to this day. He just doesn't get it. 
You know, he's like, I don't like the flopping. I don't like it's just back and forth. It's like 90 minutes and it's like for, for the majority of the time you're getting zero, zero or one, zero games. It's like, yeah, hey, just not, it's not, it's not for him. Right. And then me and my brother tell him, we're like, Hey, we're going to the Maui Brewing Company at like 6 a.m. One of these days. What? Why? It's like, Oh, cause uh, USA and Portugal are playing in the world cup. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, we are. And sure enough, I sent him video and it's packed. We get there about a half an hour before the game starts. So we're one of the first people in, we get to the bar, you know, they're, they're still pouring beer. They're still making food and everything. And that place was freaking packed. Everyone who was on vacation did not, was not on vacation from the world cup. And although USA lost at the, you know, towards the, or did they give up a tie? I think Ronaldo tied it towards the end of the game. I think USA almost beat them. One of the best times of my life watching the world cup. So I'm always rooting for Portugal to make it and win it. If it's not USA or Poland. I'm looking here, actually, Poland. They play tomorrow also against Sweden. Have they not? I, I'm not I'm not too sure, but have they not oh, qualified either? Shoot, oh, they, maybe oh, not. They, they, oh, wow, yeah, 2022 World Cup qualifying playoff finals. Oh, so shoot. they have to beat Sweden tomorrow to get in, just Ooh, like Portugal boy. has to beat North, or not, Macedonia. What the heck? I thought Poland was already in for some reason. So, Mike, know. both of our teams are actually – Last chance qualifying Jeez. tomorrow. Wow. That's nice. uh I didn't know that. I thought it was just Portugal, but I'm seeing here, yeah. So good luck to your 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 Poloski or your Polskas. Polskas, yeah. yeah there you go. And uh to our uh Forza Portugal, man. May the best be with you. Sweden was a pretty good team um in the last World Cup and they they you know they're decent. But uh, hopefully Poland taking in all the Ukrainian refugees, they'll have a little bit of luck on their side, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see, man. They're doing good over there. They're helping people out. And hopefully good can come for their country and qualifying for this World Cup, which it looks like it's going to be in Poland as well. So, yeah, um, man, crazy. I didn't I, I wasn't aware of that. See, what even this podcast, I learned stuff just recording here, man. There we go. <laughs> so, but yeah, Port- I mean, sorry, USA, I think they, they would have to lose to their next opponent opponent by like oh. six goals to not qualify and there's oh, cool. no way they're gonna lose by six goals so they pretty much got it wrapped up i think after tomorrow or wednesday that we'll be uh having punched our ticket to cut their 2022 man nice 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 okay from the pitch to the uh to the gridiron so nfl so the reason why i'm bringing this up is because there's been multiple transactions happening after we recorded last week on tuesday right it's every day right now is monday but we have like literally the day or two after Devonte adams is traded for by the our las vegas raiders from the green bay packers giving up uh four picks i believe it was um it was a first two first rounds this year and next year's, I believe, a second round. And then this year's fourth and next year's fifth or sixth, something like that. But I know it was at least for two first round picks. And if I've known anything about the majority of the first round picks that the uh, Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders have had since I've been a fan in two in 1990, five or six or whatever, when they moved back to Oakland. They ain't doing shit with those picks. Shit. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. Devontae Adams comes home. Him and his family were Oakland Raiders fans. Mm-hmm. He's now back with his quarterback from Fresno State that he played with. Like he like he 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 turned down more money from the Green Bay Packers to come here. And not just the Packers. I think he turned down more money from other teams as well. I don't know. I mean, I, well, I mean, that would be because the trade, right? Because he wasn't a free agent. Technically, we traded for him. 
but with the, the money that they were Green Bay was offering him, he took less in Las Vegas. So thank you so much. It's going to be another exciting season. Um, and then like the day or two after that go, news comes in, Tyreek Hill is traded to the uh, Miami Dolphins for like, what, six picks, five picks, I believe. So that's pretty crazy that Tyreek Hill is now out of the AFC West. And now I'm definitely not worried about Juju Smith-Schuster. Now I'm definitely not worried about him. Him and him and Mahomes can TikTok all they want. Mahomes is Brett Jackson. Mahomes can TikTok all all they want. But for him now to be the number one receiver besides Kelsey, that's not scary at well, all for me. Um, they got they still got Miko Hardman right and Pringle. He's a I return mean, dude, man. These guys, I know. Yeah, I mean, they have I, depth. Yes, I know they're no Tyreek Hill, but you know when you got Mahomes and. You know, I still Very true. I, he can make pop, a superstar out of anybody. Yeah. True. And the other problem is that they didn't get rid of that damn offensive coordinator. I want them to get rid of that. Eric B enemy, dude. <laughs> right. That dude, he, he is just, the enemy. I mean, he is the guy that just seems to make that that offense hum. And just, uh, you know, I think Pringle is capable. I think, you know, obviously Hardman is capable They're Like I said, they're no Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Hill was the one that. You know, allowed it allowed it a lot of coverage on that on him, which like mm-hmm. would help Kelsey get these underneath routes easier and whatnot. But I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, that our Devonte Adams signing can make us, you know, hopefully to at least finish second in the West. You know, I don't think that Denver just because they got Russell Wilson. You know, I don't think that they're gonna you know, be world beaters just yet. I know they got, um, I think they got, do they got Jerry Judy from Oklahoma? Um, Jerry they got Judy's a couple in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they got, you know, and I think they got that one kid too, that played at Penn state like two years ago. I think he was a rookie last year, the year before he's pretty good too. So, you know, you know, they're going to make some stuff happen over there. You know, I just don't think that they're, um, like that i'm not just gonna put him at the top or second of afc i can still see denver possibly finishing fourth in the west you know true i always still say san diego i mean the chargers are still the chargers you know they do charger things so and they got khalil mack you know just to you know mention so he'll have a chip on his shoulder from the trade from from oakland to chicago so He'll want a piece of Derek Carr for sure, um, you know. And then the whole news coming in that the that the Raiders are really, really trying to get Tyron Matthew oh, to come yeah, over to that play, be, to, to play that safety. Guy. Yeah, take well, that and, guy but, away. But he also wants a a package deal with what's his name, um, the other safety or corner, the other. Um, God dang it, he's trying to recruit him from New England, right? Or not New England? I forgot his name. But Max Crosby actually sent a funny tweet um, on the 26th of March. He uh, had a video of a uh, like uh, Nat Geo, National Geographic, and a, and, and a honey badger. He goes, "Fun fact of the day: a, a honey badgers are silver and black." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that Sounds pretty right. cool. So hopefully by next week, when we're actually recording again for 148, we have some good news on that. What so do you think be- about Miami here, and not the Hurricanes? Because you know what I think about I mean, them. <laughs> they have, dude. Their offense. That's it's, right. It's stellar right now. If their coaching staff, which is fairly new because they just fired their head coach. So well, they, they got can, they got the offensive coordinator from the Niners. From the Niners. So who knows? I mean, but but then again, you have to ask yourself, is that offense, does it does it go? Does it hum, like you just said, because of Shanahan or because of um what's his name? Mike 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 Michael, right? Is it Jones? Mike Jones? Mike, <laughs> no. no, it's not Jones. It's I forgot his name, but Mike something. Mike yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I forgot, but I mean, I think you know, I think that he does. He he was a big part of that offense. You know, I don't. I think Shanahan might be, uh, you know, ultimately calling the plays. But man, obviously, I don't know what Miami went and did there. If that was the guy they wanted all along, but we know the fiasco that happened with um, what was his name? The coach, the former coach for the Dolphins that had the, that was trying to um, uh, sue. Because of um, yeah, Sue. Like, because of you know uh, not hiring um, black coaches and whatnot. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hope that that wasn't the case. They just fired him to try to go get this guy. But you know, they maybe that's what they were. They yeah. did do, and you know, it's, it's a true. business, and you're gonna try to put yourself in position to win. Yeah, Although Bri- I don't uh, know if I trust Brian Tua. Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah that's Brian right. Flores. And then Mike McDaniel is the yeah, current is current head coach. Thank you for that. Um, I just don't trust. I don't know if I can trust Tua that much, man. You know, I he just hasn't shown me enough. Um, no, for sure not. Especially, especially throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's a lefty too. He's a lefty, so that's kind of you know. Not and you have too- to get used to the spin, you know, like those guys. Uh, we've always seen like NFL films and like, you know, uh, Tebow and Steve Young and, and um, Mark Brunel and all those receivers. It was like it, it, it took some getting used to like either coming out of college to to catch a left handed throw a ball or coming from a different team. Uh, now going to the Jags or to the 49ers or for the Broncos or, or like whatever have you. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see them. I mean, obviously, I would put them at second or third place. In the AFC East, obviously under Buffalo, which is probably one of our top two, three favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, who knows about the Patriots? But I'd put them. I think the Jets are making a strong push at actually Debo Samuel. I don't know really? how how serious it is, but we have uh, certain tweets by Jed York kind of hinting at like him being on the trading block. So that's kind of scary for uh, Sean and other fellow 49er fans of the podcast. So what, what do you th- what do you think about Jacksonville, the Jaguars going forward? They are they got Doug Peterson as their head coach. You know, mm-hmm. obviously he coached Philly and whatnot. Yeah, I just yeah. think I just you know I, I hate to see a good career possibly in Trevor Lawrence. You know, go to waste for being on a Jaguars team. I think that yeah. I want to see. And I I mean I I want to I saw this kid a lot in college, obviously, and I want to see him kind of flourish as you know. Down in the NFL, and I think he's got what it takes. It's just, um, I don't know, man. I I hope that Jaguars do a little bit of something, you know. Or maybe they are who we thought they are, and they're just a shit franchise. Let him get his bumps and bruises, and hopefully he can come out of it. Unlike David Carr, you know, after his first contract with the Houston Texans, you know, he he was a rookie who was sacked the most time, broke the record for most sacks in the season his rookie year. He was set up to fail. So hopefully he can go through some bumps and bruises. Hopefully get like make this team sort of a 500, uh, uh, you know, a 500 team. And then when his rookie contracts up, make himself more marketable to be to go to somewhere else where he can actually win. I don't I, I don't think the ownership group, I don't think that they're going to give him the tools to win in his first four or five seasons. I, I, I don't think so. Your thoughts on my, uh, Atlanta getting rid of Mr. Ryan, take sending him over there to the Colts. Uh, and Baker Mayfield still with no team. 
Deshaun Watson, obviously, he got he finally ended up in an orange outfit, orange jersey. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's a good one. I haven't heard that. That's a good one, dude. He finally ended up in an orange (laughs) outfit, um, whether it's in the penitentiary or not. He's going to be holy shit. That's a good one. So, yeah, man, like, dude, there's a lot of things turning now. Like Kansas City Chiefs, they dropped their odds to, you know, for the Super Bowl, sitting at 10 to 1. Tampa Bay, crazy 7 to 1 just because they're getting, obviously, the goat back. You know, you just said said last episode that they went from like 40 to to, 12. It was like 50. It was like 50, 30, 12. Now I'm seeing a 7 to 1 here, man. Holy. So, Juan, who else are they getting then? Come on now. You don't you don't go from 40 or 30 down to 12 after the news of Tom Brady and then drop another five to seven. Come I mean, on. that was a uh, different books. Obviously, books are going to oh. price themselves differently, but it's still a big difference. I mean, That's, yeah, it is. But I mean, who uh, with all the turnaround here, you know, Los Angeles Rams, it's hard to win back to back. Obviously, they're 11 to oh, one. Yeah. The Packers are still 11 to 1 without Devontae Adams. I don't know why I wouldn't be putting money on the Packers. Our they Raiders are 28. They have to, to give Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they never do. They have to, have to. They have four first, three, two or three first round picks, I think, this season. They have to get someone, some help for Aaron Rodgers, please. I want to see they how. They never good- do, though. I want to see how good the Bengals are going to do again. You know, they lost the tight end. Um, I think the tight end is going. Is he going to the Jets as well? I forgot, but I know Mr. Uh, few people. Joe Burrow is losing his tight end. It's funny here. I see the Denver Broncos actually have better odds than the than the Raiders, man. The Raiders are actually pinned to be last in the AFC West, and I just don't buy that, man. I just don't think that, you know, with the age that Russell Wilson is playing at the Mile High Stadium with the air is thinner, I just don't mm-hmm. see them just plugging and playing like that, right? I, I you know, yeah. just a lot of teams here I see that I wouldn't be laying preseason money to, you know, I think there's better value on on other teams. Although Yeah, no, you're right. CJ um Uza, Uzama, Uzama Uzama Yeah, Uzama he, yeah, he went to the Jets. Yeah. Joe Douglas who's their current now current tight end, he agreed to a th- a three-year deal like right after the departure of uh, CJ. So, but CJ, he is uh injury prone. He did miss a full season recently, so yeah, we shall see. Um, but no, pretty crazy, man. Um, going back to the uh, Colts and 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 sorry, Falcons transaction between Matt Ryan. I think it's a good transaction for both teams. Matt Ryan kind of ending his career. He's got a good running game. Uh, he's got a, a good offensive line. I would hope that they would draft another either a tight end or a wide receiver to kind of help him. Uh, you know succeed in the last couple of years of his career and then going into whoever's going to be their quarterback going forward. T Y Hilton's not going to do it for you, you know, like a hundred percent and you can't, you know, uh, it, depend it, depend on Jonathan the whole time to, to, to run, to do what he did last it, year. You can't depend on that 24 seven. And one of all, and is it true that one of our departures is going to be starting for the Falcons? Is it really going to be Mariota starting? I mean, that's what I'm, I think that, you know, they signed I mean, him. I mean, and currently, I, unless they I, sign Baker Mayfield or anybody else, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to go with Mariota. Look at that. Mariota getting a second chance. I mean, that's pretty cool for, for him. him. I, I liked him being a backup on the Raiders, honestly. Obviously, I don't want to have to go to Nathan Peterman if Carr gets hurt. But, um, you know, congratulations to Atlanta picking up someone that's, uh, you know. I mean, um, I mean, honestly, every single play that Mariota came in, what were we thinking? 
like a like a run play, right? But he succeeded on like almost every play. It was almost for positive yardage or a first down or something every play. So kudos to him, man. Nice is, job. Is Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers are they gonna you know are they gonna go with Maserati Mitch or is he are they gonna go with Mason Rudolph still or is it gonna be you know in practice and in, in, in you know preseason are they gonna have to fight for that spot because they did yeah. sign you know Mitch Trubisky to see if they can give some competition for Mason Rudolph, but that doesn't look too promising of a quarterback camp so, going in there for the Steelers yeah. as well. So either they draft a quarterback or they just kind of, you know, bend over and take it for a season or two, or they kind of maybe negotiate with Baker Mayfield and kind of an, an interdimension, an, an in dimension division interdivision transaction to where they pick him up and kind of maybe negotiate for him to take lower money, you know, and, and then to try him out. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And the thing with, you know, I feel like, like for Colts fans, yeah, mm-hmm. they're getting Matt Ryan, but how many times is like the Colts just going to plug and play these quarterbacks, right? It seems like True. every year, you know, they go for, you know, now they got Matt Ryan. Last year they had Carson Wentz. The year before that they had Mr. Phillip Rivers. The year before that it was Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer. You know, then they had that Andrew Luck, you know, but before that it was Brissett. It's well, just had a hard, back. It's yeah. just they, they've had they, a hard they've had a hard time trying to find the guy after Andrew Luck had the abrupt uh, retirement. That's right. And, man, with Matt Ryan, I mean, they're bringing a little bit of, obviously, veteran presence to the team, but I just I'm, I wouldn't be too high on them either, man, this year. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan looked like a statue out in, you know, obviously going from a dome to a dome, so he might be kind of familiar with that, but um, he ain't going to be no Johnny Unitas out there. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I think all these transactions um, aside, I think the AFC is still if you were to give me a top three, I would still put Kansas City, Buffalo and Cincinnati in the top three. Yeah, and that's what it's looking like. You got Buffalo so. seven to one. You got Kansas City, like I said, 10 to one. And obviously um, the Browns, I don't if 14 to one, man. And um Bengals are actually 20 to one with the Broncos even better than them. Like I said, they're, they're pinning the Broncos pretty high. Don't know why. Um, maybe they see something that we don't. Maybe they're, I don't know, man. I just, I'm kind of down. I, I'm more bearish on the Broncos than I am bullish. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, true. Uh, but we have definitely more to get into before, you know, I always know it's my birthday when it's the last, the last weekend of April when the, the draft's coming. So we have plenty to get into. I think a combine's coming as well and sometime in April. So we'll get more into that in the NFL, but let's move on to the last subject of the sports NASCAR baby. So we had two weeks ago, we had William Byron winning at Atlanta and we had a third first time winner, Ross Chastain, Mr. Watermelon Gallagher himself, chucking freaking watermelons, Ross Chastain gets his first Cup Series victory. His uh, uh, pit bull, um, I forgot the name of the owner, but his birthday was on like Friday. So happy birthday to him. He gets his first ever win as a team owner, uh, Trackhouse. Uh, they Marks. get their first, yeah, they get their first win at CODIS, Circuit of the, America, of the Americas in Texas. So congratulations to both of them. Uh, but what's that? Six weeks into the NASCAR season and six different winners. I love it. We have Richmond coming up. Um, and how bad, how crazy you know, is it? You know, the one thing that I'm noticing is the veterans are struggling. Like, I don't know. I, sh- I don't know what Hamlin's, I forgot what Hamlin's finish was yesterday, mm-hmm. but I, I mentioned to you in the morning, 
Hamlin's best finish of the season was 13th with three DNFs. That's crazy to me. Yeah, Larson's got two. A, he has a one win, but he has two DNFs, and then he didn't finish 24th or something. Like, if uh, that's what I said, if Hendrick Motorsports is not winning the race, a lot of their finishes are DNFs are really shitty so far. So, I mean, Alex Bowman crazy. almost won it. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Most of it. Like, like Chase Elliott was down most of the race. He finished fourth, but he wasn't there all day. Alex Bowman was, but like, where was William Byron? He qualified 24th and then he was, he finished down there uh, as well. Larson qualified in the late teens, early twenties, finished 20 something, you know? So yeah. And you know, I took two matchups against Byron. I took Cindric and Logano against Byron. I would have got Logano if he didn't get into that mess that he did at the end of the race. When Larson and a couple people got into him, I was looking mm-hmm. at three and O. The other pick that I took was Reddick against Briscoe, and I was kind of upset there. When Briscoe was leading, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. I'm like, this guy Briscoe, he didn't seem like he was that hot in practice and qualifying. Let, you know, But before you know it, the dude's leading the race, and Reddick's in third. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Because yeah. Reddick had a good you know, qualifying. Reddick had a good uh, practice. Reddick's been, you know, I think Reddick might be one of those next guys to young guns to actually yeah, win a race. To, you know, man. he's knocking mm-hmm. at the door and you know how it is when he's knocking Suarez. at the door. I was just going to mention Suarez wins the freaking pole. Obviously doing pretty good in those first couple laps, but you know, I couldn't put, that's why it's so hard for me to put money on Suarez. Cause you just got to always happens. Always happens. I don't know if it's just, He's not being aggressive enough. I don't want him to be like being bullied around and pushed around. I don't know if it, you know, it could be like it's mechanical sometimes. It's just Suarez, dude. I'm just so impressed with this small team in track house racing that Pitbull, which he wasn't there to to witness his first win. Wish oh, he no. would have been there. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's kicking himself in the butt. Dale, mm-hmm. probably getting ready for some <laughs> concert or something. But Dale, um, <laughs> or maybe he was watching Miami get spanked by freaking UNC. I'm gonna bring that up a bunch of times. You can see that I'm very <laughs> bitter about that. 15 points. Someone's salty. <laughs> but nonetheless, dude, man, that team. Um, whether it's Suarez, you know, qualifying P2 right behind Blaney. And obviously, Chastain winning the race, it's just very, very impressive what this smaller first-year team is doing. And Mm -hmm. it's a testament to this new car, everyone getting used to it. Some people are getting used to it better than others. And some of these veterans just uh, can't – I don't know if it's because these veterans are so used to the old car. Some of these young guns are more adapt to learning new styles and whatnot of driving, but – uh, I don't know, man. It's just uh, crazy to watch. I know I mentioned it before the season started. I said in this podcast, you know, episode, whatever it was, 130 something that uh, it was going to be parody, man. And I had a feeling it was going to be like this. I thought that this new car was going to add a lot of variables for a lot of different drivers to win. I didn't think we were going to get three this fast new drivers to win. But here we are, man. It's exciting. Um, I just need my guy, Joey Logano to get his head out of his ass and go out there and compete, man. Don't worry. The dirty Bristol's coming up. So don't worry. Um, that don't mean so, so is this going to be a JGR race this year? Because if you want to look since February of 2019, you know, the more recent stats it's in their favor, but yeah, I I throw that out the window. So, So exactly. So you have Logano all also in the last five races, he has an average top five finish 
um, in 32 and 30 races, respectively. You have Kyle Busch with six wins, Denny Hammond with three wins, an average finish of almost seven and almost nine. All three drivers who have an average finish all time at this racetrack are Joe Gibbs racing cars. You have Kyle Busch, Danny Hamlin, and of course then Christopher Bell, who has an average finish of just over seven in his three three career races at Richmond. So is it finally going to happen for JGR? He's been doing pretty decent, Bell. He's gotten into some crap also lately, yeah. but you know – um, I like what I'm seeing out of him also, despite the struggles, as you can see, you know, obviously with Denny Hamlin having his struggles, we saw what happened. I don't know how the whole rim just falls off the car on Bubba Wallace. Like what? Yeah. Like I said, with, whether it's tires, whether it's rims, it's just, there's certain things that NASCAR still has to iron out. And it's just, it's kind of like a roll of the dice. You really don't know like what exactly can happen. You know, with this whole one lug nut thing, like maybe not getting it tight. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it, I, I these tires are becoming a way bigger problem than I once thought. You saw them going flat like in Daytona, and they weren't able to like even drive off and just, um, man, I don't yeah. know what NASCAR is going to do, but it's just a lot of variables, man. So with Toyota, kind of have to throw them out the window. Um, I'd have to see like practice qualifying how it goes, but you know, don't get me mistaken. Uh, I'm telling you, Reddick is going to be good again. I can see track house being pretty good again. I can see, um, Briscoe being good again and, you know, Bush, uh, and, and Blaney. I just don't think that it's going to be like, Oh, just because you have history there that mm-hmm. you're going to do good. I think that who we've been seeing doing good, and I think we'll we're going to see them keep on doing good. Eric Jones has been pretty decent. You know, um, I, I like what I'm seeing out of him driving for uh, Petty. Uh, who do they team up with? Petty um, Gallagher. They teamed up with Petty Gallagher Motorsports now. So and they're obviously running with um, uh, they got the other driver as well. And Dylan's brother, Ty Dylan there. Ty, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, man, I, I'm not just going to say that it's going to be JGR's to win it. I just don't think I think Hendrick's going to be strong there. I think Penske, even though, you know, they haven't been as good as I thought they would be. But, um, dude, don't be surprised if it's one of these young guns again, man. Reddick yeah, no. is hungry. Mm-hmm. I like that kid, too. Yeah. I mean, and so that so you're throwing everything out the window. Harvick with three career wins, Logano with two, Keselowski with two, Larson actually does have one earlier in his career, Kurt Busch with two, Martin Truex Jr. has three career wins, and those three career wins have come in the last five races. So as far as, you know, as far as recency bias, Martin Truex Jr. would be, like his last five races, he has an average finish of two. So even if he doesn't win, he's there in the top three. Wow. Yeah, he has two. He has all five of the top fives, and he's led 482 laps. Um, so yeah, so uh, I don't think he'll finish top five this week. Wow, his <laughs> low his low finish in the last five races is five. Let's see. So, so you're going again. All right, going, going against the grain. I like I'm it. Going against the grain. You got all new types of suspension. All new types of it's a whole new car, man. And obviously, you know, Toyota hasn't been able to adapt. If I'm going to pick a Toyota driver right now, I'd be going with Bush, Kyle, that is, because yeah. we mm-hmm. all know his brother is driving for Toyota, Toyota. now, too. Mm-hmm. But, 
man, I, I think Kyle Busch has probably been like the most consistent Toyota driver, even though I know he's had his comments about the cars and whatnot. But <laughs> man, at least he, you know, he's not as doing as bad as Hamlin, man. Just uh, it's crazy to see Hamlin struggling this bad. I know. So who would you take? Give us a give us a winner for this weekend and we'll move on to comic books. You know, give you a winner. Let me go with man. It's tough to say. Can I go with an organization or do I have to go with a car? You know what? Go ahead. Make it kind of organization. I can, you know, organization. I think someone out of Hendrick has a pretty good chance. If I have took it, God damn it. If I have to go with a single car, I, you know, Blaney kind of wants to be knocking at the door. Although I don't know what it is with Penske. They'll seem to start off good, qualify, practice good, but Mm -hmm. they're falling back, you know, and you know, maybe Blaney, Eretic or, you know, a Hendrick organization car. I just don't see, you know, Toyota clicking just yet. Um, I want to see it. I want to see the trend before I start like betting on them and whatnot. But yeah, I'm so glad that we do got practice and qualifying back. So I'm able to have a little bit of uh, information before I put my hard earned cash on some of these. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I would have gone three and oh, these road courses are so hard at the very end. You know, you a road course, you spin out, you go like, you know, like what did Joey Logano do? He started the race. He was in first, locks up the brakes, loses like 15 positions. You're screwed to get 15 positions back on a road dude, course. It's there was one, there was one, dude, there was one point where like third or fourth place was like 12 seconds behind. Yeah, like, and that's, get out of here. That's it's why like, when I sent the yawning emoji to you guys, <laughs> like in the second, I was like, man, like second it's just, stage, it was yeah. like, yeah, obviously you forget about it on how good like all those restarts were, but I'm sorry that track without the restarts, it just wasn't really delivering what I needed it to, man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really like how they got 15 laps, 15 laps, and then 38. Um, that the, the 38 was fun because that's where you get obviously cars running harder, things happening. I just wish that it would be more like I wish the second stage would be closer to like 25 laps or 22 or something like that. I just feel 15, 15 and then 38. You're going like more than double from what the first two stages are, but can't really complain. The third stage was pretty exciting, um, fun, you know, Almendinger. And I can't believe Bowman. I thought Bowman was going to win it at the end, but that that was crazy. He he. Chastain got it and he gave it right back. I love it. Love that type of racing. So if I were to pick someone, I would I would uh, select either, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Chase Elliott to round out Hendrick Motorsports and to get all four drivers a win uh, over there. He's looking for his first ever win actually at at Richmond uh, Motors. Is it Richmond Motor Speedway or is it Richmond Raceway? No, or? it's just uh, P. Um, Richmond. It's just Richmond. Speedway I think. <laughs> I know, right? I don't even know. Uh, but P.I.R. What? No, that's Phoenix International. I mean, if and also if I were to give like a wild card bet, if whoever's listening wants to throw a little cash, please at me if you fail. But put Austin Dillon in the uh, top ten as well. He's actually been racing pretty well in this on some of these longer races so far this year. Obviously, we know how well he does in uh, restrictor plate races, but give me Austin Dillon as a top ten finish as well. So that's how I'm going to round out the uh, NASCAR talk. So uh, there you have it, folks. There's a sports for a three-year anniversary show. As we take a little break uh, to head into sports, let me uh, remind you that we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go check them out Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays to get all your comic booking needs. Uh, Please hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Comic Bookies. 
email us the comic bookies at gmail.com and please subscribe to the YouTube page. Just search the comic bookies. Okay, Mark. So as we continue our 147th episode, our three year anniversary special episode, let's get into some comic books. Actually for the fans, we're going to get into some quick comic book talk, some quick headlines, but for all of you, Huge spoiler alerts, please, if you're listening to this, just kind of be aware that we're going to give huge spoilers for the Batman movie, as it's been, what, now uh, three, four weeks since the movie's been out, so we're finally going to get a, be able to talk about it. Uh, so, Sean, if you're listening <laughs> right after we release this episode, stop listening now. So, uh, But as for the comic books, this week for uh, the fifth, the rare fifth se- uh, Wednesday of the month the 30th of march 2022 uh dc gives us dc versus vampires number six batman finally one dark knight number two comes out batman beyond the white knight number one can't wait for this one sean murphy back at it again the swamp thing number 11 and shadow war starts alpha number one Marvel gives us Amazing Spider-Man number 93, Hulk 5, Dark Ages number 6, Miles Morales Spider-Man 36. We will find out if Mark is actually getting this one. And Immortal X-Men. Oh, cool. Yet again, another X-Men number one comes out this week. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Image Comics gives us Spawn 328, Radiant Black 13, and Mark gets Newburn number 5. Aftershock, Almost American number five for myself and Mark, and Boom Studios. Something is Killing the Children 21, and for my mom, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the 25th anniversary special comes out this week. You know what? I might actually tell Alex to grab me that just for for shits and giggles, just because I know how big of a fan she is and how big of a fan I was watching the show, so... That's pretty much it. Um, I think it's because of the fifth Wednesday of the month, but this is one of the first times since they've been a publisher that I do not see an AWA book come out this week. They usually made it a point, or at least we noticed that they at least released one book a week. So a rare non-AWA week. So uh, Mark, anything you're excited for this week? Um, give me a, a book or two that you read. I had a very low week this uh, this past week. I only got, had five to read, but I know that we want to dive deep into Detective 1056. Go ahead, brother. Well, you mentioned um, – there's a couple of things I want to talk about actually, Michael. Uh, you mentioned that uh, – I don't know. if You don't know. You're going to find out if I'm going to be getting Miles Morales this week. Um, I am. I know that I've been kind of down on it, and I've talked about probably possibly – uh, dropping it from the pull list. We're here, um, you know, Miles Morales number 36. I'm going to keep getting it for now, at okay. least to this one, um, just because it's kind of a smaller or a smaller week for me book-wise. I'm not, I think I'm getting maybe three or four this week, so it's not too much of yeah. a heavy week. I'm only getting so, four as well. Yeah, so I'm going to continue that, at least for the time being. I'm seeing here that, for the most part, DC is not, coming out with anything you know we're not getting the detective we're not getting the batman we're not getting the flash i got the harley quinn last week so for my Mm -hmm. dc books it feels kind of good to take a breather for a little bit you know at least from at least detective been getting so many detectives lately (laughs) 13 straight weeks or whatever the hell (laughs) you know we are exactly 12 13 yeah so we are getting the one dc book that i'm very very excited about one Dark Knight, Mr. Jock, yes, seems like forever. Wish I would have had that a month and a half ago. <laughs> we're getting 
you know, Swamp Thing, it ain't the exact Swamp Thing that I know me and you were looking for. We were looking for the Jeff Lemire, the Black Label as well, the second part offering for that one. I think that's next week or in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to be excited for that. Obviously, it's not this week. Almost American is uh, coming out with the number five. I know you're on that one also. I thought for some reason I could have sworn that I read the last issue of that. But mm-hmm. I, You I, told us that too. I was like, but then I read number four. I was like, no, there's no way. I think we get maybe one more. Yeah. So I think it's five or six. Yeah, I thought it was like, yeah, for some reason I thought it was the last one, but I guess not. Uh, we got five, so I'm excited. That was a fun one with the obviously – the escapees from the Soviet Union there, almost American. Um, here we're also getting Newburn, number five for me through Image. That one is really good. Obviously, my continuing my murder detective series uh, of books that I on, onslaught of books that I've been getting lately. A book that I did not get, the first one was very, very, you know, a five-minute read, just nothing but pictures, right? A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number six. And I know yeah. none of us are on it. A friend of the show's and Jack Mulqueen actually sent out a tweet um, retweeting someone basically saying that this is one of the best books out right now, which, you know, I can't, you know, I can't argue against it or argue for it because I have not been reading it. All I know is that the first one or two issues did not do it for me, but it might have gotten really good. So if anybody is getting righteous thirst for vengeance, let us know how you like it. That one's coming out. Obviously I'm not excited for it because I'm not getting it, but I'm surprised that I had someone that I know and is a friend of the show basically say that it's a very, very good series that's out right now. Hmm. Um, You know, uh, just, not much, man. I I guess Newburn and obviously that jock book, One Dark Night, it's probably going to be my favorite ones. And, um, you know, just uh, see what we got coming out next week. I'm pretty sure all our DCs are going to be back, but nah, yeah, pretty excited that it's a shorter week um, with all the packing and stuff I'm going to have to do also. But um, what are you looking forward to? Or I mean, it's it's tough because I would say that One Dark Night number two is what I'm excited for most. But, dude, sh- Sean Murphy's been giving us nothing but fire from this, uh, you know, the White Knight series, you know, with the the White Knight, Legend of the White Knight, and then the Harley Quinn side story that you actually uh, were able to read. And I've never been now. It's not for any reason in particular. I, I just didn't get into him or the show or the or any kind of type of book, but I've always been interested in Batman Beyond. So now we get Batman Beyond the White Knight. So it's going to be very interesting to read my first ever Batman Beyond book, but kind of in a different universe and within the White Knight, one of my favorite universes within that White Knight universe. So and that's I'm why very, I, very excited. That's actually one. why I'm not excited as much for that offering. Because that's not, why I think I'm going to skip Beyond. this one, because like you said, it's Batman Beyond different universe. I just don't know if I'm ready to dive into that whole universe right now, especially with that killing time that we got from um, mm-hmm. from from um, Tom King. I think I'm going to pull that instead. I really enjoy that first issue with like a younger Bruce Wayne and just a. Uh, you know, the um, the little heist that they're doing and how the I thought that was a really good issue, man. I, I really I mean, you can't go. You can't go wrong with Catwoman, Riddler, I hate Penguin, Penguin, Killer Croc. I mean, you can't go wrong. Great, man. And then and just Tom the King whole, on it. The whole setup with uh, Catwoman at the at the house at the lady's house of the bank owner and whatnot. It's just right. it was pretty good, man. So, I, you know, going to be a little bit more limited on the time that I have to read. 
Um, obviously, I'm going to be uh, living a little bit farther for the time being from uh, um, from uh, TI Comics. Going to kind of be like you. Not going to. I don't oh, know if I'm going to be able your to get your book shipped. All right. There you go. <laughs> you're wait, you're wait, you can't wait for me to be on the same schedule as you are. Like when you get your books. Oh, you're getting yours Monday. Oh, I'm getting mine Tuesday. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. So, um, yeah, just uh, I, I kind of want to be a little bit more selective here. Um, yeah, kind of waiting for some bo- like of these books to end. I think like once this once things kind of clear, once the dust settles a little bit, like almost American ends and like I'll probably the Joker, Joker's you know, the Joker is going to end in one more. And then, you know, obviously I might drop the Spider-Man Miles Morales still. So. I want to like let the dust settle and then I kind of want to get back into the swing of things. You know, I've had so many books lately, just, uh, you know, smaller issue or smaller series, four, five, six, still reading this, the fourth man from AWA got the third offering and then it ends at four. So I think when a lot of these books like end, I'm going to kind of revamp and kind of like really get into previews again and really kind of start, start a new generation, nice. new generation. You know, it's been a lot. Even Alex has said lately that it's been a lot of books coming out that sometimes it's good for a break. You know, it's just uh, that's true. You know, have, you know, we obviously have a sponsorship, but obviously if you're you know, if you're having to buy like six, seven, eight, nine books a week, man, you're you're putting a big debt in your wallet, especially if you're losing especially, money on the Miami Hurricanes at that, you know, it's just, <laughs> well, you know, with like inflation and if you don't live in Fremont like we didn't, you know, you have to drive a little bit, you know, the gas is still up, you know, it's like 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 the little things like that factor into it. But I will say that out of the five books that I read, three of them are ending. Three of them I read the penultimate issues. You have Strange Academy, number 17. 18 is the last issue. Um, you had The Joker, number 13. 14 is the last issue. And then I was also surprised to see that Mr. Tom Taylor's Seven Secrets from Boom Studios, I read number 15. Next month, number 16 is the last issue of that series. So, wow, I mean, it's pretty crazy. But let's get into the uh, the MVP of, you know, what we read over the last couple of weeks, we have, I think two more detective issues of this huge story, but 1056 super excited about this, uh, issue, especially the cover with the more like human looking Harley Quinn. Like even my daughter was confused. Like I was like, Hey sweetheart, who's this? And she's like, uh, she didn't really get it because she's more of the used to the cartoonish looking Harley Quinn. Right. It was just some chick in like a long sleeve shirt and a baseball bat. She was very confused. I, I thought the, Blue and pink hair would have given it away in pigtails, but she was very confused about who that was. But I thought it was a really good issue. Kind of going back in the day of of concentrating on Nakano's wife and yeah. and the, her interaction with Psycho Pirate. Um, obviously, your reveal, but not so reveal of the Scarecrow coming back. I was very surprised when I read last issue of 1055. So the Joker kind of meshing in from Batman going now, you know, he was defeated in Batman in his arc, but now he's in detective. So that's pretty cool. And it's kind of funny because you're not reading Harley Quinn, but I am. And like, it seems like this detective story is almost um, a little bit of head of like what they're writing in Harley Quinn, because when oh, you no. notice how like Harley Quinn comes for the like just like save the day kind of, and mm-hmm. in this and then in the Harley Quinn issue thirteen that I just got, she's kind of getting into like um, Blackgate, right? Because oh, okay. now she's getting in like basically in this new offering from Harley Quinn thirteen, she basically 
gets arrested for something that I don't think is her fault. Someone basically pulls a crime with her costume on it. She goes home. She's getting arrested. You know, she gets back into Blackgate. And I think coming up in the lat in like 14, I think that maybe she's going to get transferred to Arkham. And basically oh, tower, in this nice. in this 1056 that we just read from Detective, she's basically like gets out of Arkham, right? And like cut or like gets mm-hmm. back in Arkham, comes to like I don't know if it's supposed to be a tie in if I'm overthinking it, but mm-hmm. um it seems mm-hmm. pro- it, I kind of read both of them on back to back days. So it started making me think. I was like, oh, how it's all kind of tying in and I really, really enjoy that. I love in about twenty five pages they cover so many different stories, storylines. You have Hundress in a few pages, you have Nakano's yeah. wife in a few pages, you have Harley Quinn saving Doctor meridian in, in a few pages yeah. you know and then and then obviously at the very end you have the reveal that batman's back he's the one who saves nightwing it's that's it's right pre- it's, it's pretty crazy that you know that that happens you know so um so huntress is kind of back she's trying to save somebody but then he's he, but he's like mm, i know i'm not too violent but i think i am like i'm kind of confused on what psycho pirate was doing to me so i'm gonna do that right and then you have at the very end we don't know who gets yeah. shot or who, they, who is that? That's the chick that's been in Arkham the whole time, right? Yeah, the one who has has been having the scissors or like scratching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, What's yeah. her name again? Jesus, I can't think of it. But yeah, that's she seems like for some reason it seems like she's gonna be like a bigger the, character, the main villain, forward. right? Exactly. Right? So, but yeah, so Batwoman fails to catch Nightwing when he's falling out the window, but then Batman catches no, she him. She caught him. She just let him go, man. She <gasps> caught him. She let him go. No, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 anyways, I'm not saying it's just as good. But man, this side story, this Gotham, this Gotham, um, House of the, Gotham. the House of Gotham, is pretty cool. Like an up and coming villain, and then obviously, then you see Batman in this issue as well. So um, I like it because it's during um, what Nightfall. You know, that's what I like about it. You know, he's in Arkham. He gets broken out by Bane. You know, like all, all the they're escaping and stuff, and he's kind of like just kind of kicking back. That was an issue or two ago, and then he, um, you know, strikes a deal with Killer Croc to kind of get his protection and everything. And that, it's a great story. It's a great side right. story. That one, the punchline one, coming out of uh, uh, the Joker. Yeah, that one where she gets found uh, not guilty, so now she's freaking back. The lady behind That's your right. right shoulder right now, she's back in action. So I can't wait for her to be in more of continuity, whether it's her own story or uh, in in Gotham somehow. I wonder yeah, what is going to happen, cool. right? When the when when obviously, um, dude, Tiny and ends, Tiny and like, ends the Joker at fourteen. What's it gonna, we're going to have no punchline story at the end? Like, like it's like bring her in for what? Like, bro, you could see it though, dude. How kick ass. Would it be to have it like you have no Bruce Wayne, right? So you have Oracle, Batwoman, you have um, what's her name? The other blonde chick. Uh, shoot. Uh, God dang it. What's her name? But you have um, Cassandra Kane. You yeah. have all all the ladies, all Huntress. Wouldn't it be so cool. You have, you know, um, the Arkham Knight and you have Punchline. You have this kick ass all female story. But that'd be that would be really cool where you have like Punchline kind of being with poison ivy or someone like that you know she's the main female villain you have all the other females fighting against her even harley quinn is on the good guy's side you know i think that would be a pretty cool story where's serena kyle in all this right now right right well she's too busy with um in batman catwoman trying to get out of killing joker right now so you have two more issues of that that's that's uh pretty sad that that's coming to an end i think tom king really stretched it out with that uh holiday special too Mm -hmm. um yeah he really tried to stretch it but um 
Yeah. You know I'm, what? I'm I'm ready for that one to end. Actually, you know, it's a good story. But it, um, it, it's kind of like Strange Adventures. Where I was like, get to the ending already. Yes, like, I really want to yes. see what happens. Come on, Tom King, let's do this. You know. I got my human target, which obviously is going to go on hiatus. I think uh, it's gonna, they're going to do like two season type of things. I think that's what I saw oh, Tom King, Tom King um, tweeting that they're going to do like one through six and then six through 12 later on in the fall, in the winter. So mm. that kind of sucks because human target was like one that I was really, really getting into. Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, the Batman killing time is another one, even though it's only going to be a six issue series. Hopefully they don't put that on hiatus after three either or something. But um, just uh, yeah, Batman Catwoman is cool, which is like you said, I just dragging on like a 12 like for over a yeah. year, you know, undiscovered That's country. Very true. It, <laughs> it premiered. The first issue came out almost a year after it was supposed to also with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. So not only have they been kind of prolonging the actual series, but the when they first had it in previews, it didn't actually come out until almost a year after it was supposed to also. So, and just, I'll admit personally for me, it's just when these books go like on hiatus like that, like, like I mentioned, like undiscovered country, it's just, it doesn't bode well for me and my like attention span. Like I want to be able to read the story, get it over with, pack it up, board it, bag it, get on to the next story. When I got to like take months off and then come back and just try to remember, especially I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't know it's why true. they can't just like finish it, you know? Um, yeah. Although like, was... like, you know, if you come out with a plan, like Tom King's like, okay, we're going to make it into like two seasons. Basically it's going to go on hiatus. It is what it is, but it just seems like undiscovered country. It's like you get two, three, then they take off and it's like a couple, then they like take off. It's like, I mean, I how long is it going yeah, to take? I can't remember the last story? time I got a <laughs> undiscovered country how long is it going to take to complete this story you know what i mean it's just yeah it, i think people start losing interest people might take it off the pool with so many other stuff coming out and mm-hmm. uh you know just uh people have a short attention span these days it's just uh keep yeah. it rolling mr snyder and kamuchi or yeah. kamuli whatever your name <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right um but i will say that i'm pretty excited i took my daughter to treasure island comics it was one of my long weekends so it was like on wednesday i still had the day off i had to get some bags some boards some boxes and you know how i told you how how much that shipping is you know if i if i mm-hmm. have him get there was I, i'll never do it again i got a previews bags <laughs> and boards and it was like a 25 30 dollar week turned into like almost 80 <laughs> because of wow the, because of the weight of shipping, shipping. Like, oh, hell no. So I went, I actually went there. I drove there. I was like, you know what? Yes, I might pay that in gas, but just to, to show face and, and to go into the shop and just to get that feeling again, you know, everyone's in there. I took my daughter. So she got another one of those DC superhero girls, little short stories. Um, but I will say that one of my, uh, the books I see right here sitting on the floor, I'm excited, but I got, um, um, Williamson, uh, Williamson's rogues. Number one, the black. Oh, Man. you did. I did get that one because I'm a huge rogues fan. You know, if it's, it, it, I love the flash. I don't love the mm-hmm. flash as much as Sean does, but I will say that I love his rogues gallery. And whenever the rogues are together, it's an older story. I believe when like, uh, I think, um, you know, um, captain cold is they're older. I think it's one that's like, he's kind of not doing anything. And then they, he is recruited to do one last heist. I'm super excited for that one. Another like three issue. So of course, issue number two is not going to come out until June, but Hey, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, I'm pretty excited for it. So um, that's all I have for comics, though, you know, as far as talking, man. Yeah, 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 man. Just uh, sorry. I was just doing a little reading here on this oh, no, you're Beyond good. the White Knight. Just kind of 
still, yeah, still don't, don't get too much into it. I, yeah, don't do it because you're gonna like then. Oh, I want to go get it. <laughs> yeah, I just I I like the art. I just like Sean Murphy and I like what he does with these uh, with this storylines and whatnot. But I don't know, man. Just uh, we'll see, man. We'll definitely see beyond the White Knight. Um, and you know he, what? You know what? And you know what happens too is like stories that you like, like Newburn. You know. Ten years come down the road, I'm like, you know what, Mark? Hey, remember that Newburn book you wanted? Hey, can I borrow those five issues or ten issues or whatever? Yes, I have them right here. Same with this one. If I have a, a trade paperback or something like, hey, Mike, let me uh, read those Walking Dead's. Sure, here, let me give you one through sixteen. Have at it. You know what I'm saying? Like when we kind of, you know, years down the road when the kids are out, and we kind of like stop actually getting issue for issues because mm-hmm. I know. I know there's going to come a time when that happens and I kind of wait until a trade paperback comes out and I get with Alex or wherever I get them from, I'm going to start buying just like, you know, in bulk, you know, like the volumes. Yeah. That's what we're going, we're going to only going to have time for because who knows where we're actually going to be living at and, but we still want to support our local comic book store. So, um, you don't want to, yeah. And support is for so, sure. Not so unsupport it. You won't have to worry about not reading that story because I will be getting it. And you can always, you know, borrow it and then read it, right? So, um, but going from comic books to some some news, real quick, um, just a few headlines before we get into the Batman. So, Moon Knight starts Wednesday. Excited for that one. I know this is the one that you're actually going to try to watch, and it's cool because it's kind of disconnected from the MCU, so you don't have to watch all those other shows and stuff. You can kind of read it as a one shot kind That's of series. What I mean. I'm excited for you to watch that. I'm excited for my, me and me and my wife to watch it and for us to give our reviews on it. I'm super excited, super stoked for this one. I'm going to have to I tried I my wife told me that she got Disney Plus now. So I tried downloading the app on my old ass talking about my computer and my equipment earlier in this episode. So mm-hmm. I got my old iPad Air. You know, I think it's like the original one. I try to download Netflix app and the Disney Plus app, but they won't let me download it because they say I need at least uh, software 14 point something. Oh, no. And my uh, my old uh, my old you are obsolete, my friend. I'm obsolete, (laughs) man. My old iPad won't download any software past like 12.5 or something. So I'm probably just going to have to put Disney Plus on my on my phone or, you know, my TV doesn't even have the damn app because it's an older TV as well. But um, probably put it on my phone and uh, just stream it on the TV uh, when mm-hmm. I can. But um, yeah, I mean, it makes me excited for you to tell me that Moon Knight isn't really connected with everything else because that would uh, bode well for me. Not because <laughs> I'm not that I, I haven't followed much of the whole MCU on Disney Plus type, and uh, but I am reading Moon Knight, and it does seem like a pretty cool character, you know. Um, so uh, I'm gonna try. What do you think it is? Like six issues or six episodes or something? Probably. <clears throat> probably get it in same as same as the um, you know hawkeye and um even though the mayans is starting on 419 man it's gonna take up a little bit of my uh entertainment time but uh there you go. i'll, I'll yep. have to do moon knight for the show man <laughs> well it's starting also 4-1 in theaters is morbius so more right. marvel content that is also mainly off continuity off of the mcu is Jared Leto as Morbius. So that's going to be exciting. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be one that I'm going to go see in the theaters. I may wait for that one since it is off continuity, but you know, who knows? We've been talking about this one too for seems like a while, right? Well, this just is like, of- just like justice league and just, or, uh, you know, the Snyder cut and everything. It's been delayed about two times. Two or three yeah. Times, so. Seems like it's been one of those that have been delayed. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it's uh, it's worthwhile, right? It seemed pretty decent. Sure. You know, it seemed pretty yeah. good. Yeah. 
definitely not one for the kids, even though it's only PG-13, just with the, you know, because every, every time that the trailer comes on, my, my daughter looks at me, she goes, uh, Daddy, I don't like that. I was like, honey, you don't have to watch it. Don't worry. It's, it's, <laughs> right. and, 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 hey, it's, it's fake. You know, you always, you always have to reassure them that this is just a movie. But, of course, they're going to have, you know, thoughts and nightmares, just like we did, nonetheless. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one. Um, so before we get into the Batman, I'm going to go ahead and cue the uh, Amazing Grace uh, violin music. We have two unfortunate pieces of news to get into, Mark, before we get into yours. I got a couple news too. Yeah. So let's get yes, into it real so quick. A few pieces of unfortunate news. One way more than the other. So to get into the less unfortunate, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley announces his retirement That's from right. wrestling. That's so right. he is uh, so, so long to Triple H. You know, the pedigree is no longer here. You know, um, uh, what's the damn name? Uh, Motorhead singing, uh, time to play the game. You know, we're, no more <laughs> DX. No, no it's, it's gone, man. It's uh, I haven't watched, obviously, like we were talking about last week or two weeks ago. Um, I haven't consistently watched since, you know, John Cena was was big in, in WWE. But, but he was one of the ones that you always love to hate, you know, or you love to love when he was with Shawn Michaels and everyone in, in DX, right? So... So cheers to him for a for a very very successful career, and hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he's not one of the ones where, you know, the steroids and everything that he put into his body kind of, uh, you know, willed him away. Hopefully he's like the Undertaker who was the uh, who was at the NASCAR the honorary <laughs> pace car yeah. honorary pace car driver. So hopefully he's like him and he can live a long and prosperous life afterwards. And of course Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from Foo Fighters. You know, um, talk about Dave Grohl and just the you know, the career that he's had, but also with the loss that he's had, you know, Kurt Cobain and now yeah. Taylor Hawkins just taking their own lives. Unfortunately, the news coming out that he had a bunch of different drugs in his system. So it looks like an apparent, you know, uh, accidental overdose or, you know, suicide by overdose. So just doubt it would be suicide. Uh, I think it'd be more like, accidentally, right? Accidental. Um, yeah. I mean, you what know. a cocktail he had though, but man, opiums, I think, uh, all types of stuff I heard, you know, but like he had his own, like, I didn't know this cause they obviously you don't know a lot of things and you know, if you don't really pay attention until someone dies, just like, you know, Mac Dre, I didn't know, I had no idea who the hell he was until after he died. Just like 90% of all the other Bay area, uh, Mac Dre fans didn't know who the hell he was until after he died. But Taylor Hawkins had his own music. He did his own thing besides the Foo Fighters. And you go into there Did and you listen to some of this stuff, and it's like, damn, this is really good too. It's like, just really, really unfortunate uh, news for both of them, but obviously more for Taylor Hawkins and his family. It sucks, man. Yeah, it definitely, definitely. Fifty man, years old. Foo Fighters. Fifty years old, man. Foo Fighters, man. That's a band that I grew up in. You know, grew up mm-hmm. on really since the '90s. The best, the best. Don't wanna be your. That's monkey. one. Man, that's right. That's, they that hits. That band is one of you know. You always put Disturbed and Nirvana. You you always have those you know key bands. That you always have in your workout playlist. Metallica, ACDC, Foo Fighters was always in there. You know, with some Red Hot Chili Peppers, some Blink One Eighty Two, some uh, Offspring, some Disturbed, maybe Everclear, little, little, little Everclear, some little Slipknot, Five Finger Death Punch, Lamb of God. When you want to go harder, but man, Foo Fighters was always one of those top five top and ten consistency you know, too they've been consistent grow like who obvious else, who else has put out great great rock music consistently now right yeah. 
like Nickelback was at its peak and for some odd apparent reason people just started to hate them for for whatever reason Bush had their peak Bush was real good back then um but yeah Foo Fighters has just kept going and very going. very consistent just, uh, I wonder what's gonna happen now going forward man hopefully yeah. um obviously it's never gonna be the same but um I think the name will live on and grow probably just yeah you know continue on but you know uh, there's gonna, gonna there's for sure at one of their shows going forward for sure um dave Grohl was the drummer of nirvana so i can almost guarantee you that at, at all of his shows going forward they're going to do something for taylor hawkins at every show where dave Grohl is going to play some drums in honor of taylor for sure which is going to be a, a freaking amazing to see so um i i hope to experience that between now and the end of my life too so yeah so cheers to taylor hawkins in his life and yeah just a sad sad story man Another sad story, because I'm going to give you a, a sad one before I give you a couple of happy ones. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, I'm seeing here, actually, Wonder Harbor Comics in Edmonton, Canada, has been caught on fire through arson, man. And I hate to hate to see this. I know, Mike, wow. you joked someone didn't get their Batman detective in time because of delays <laughs> and decided to go put arson up on the, you know, the police. Oh, have, man, it looks like a pretty nice shop as well, man. Corner store here. Um, looked pretty big and just, uh, I don't know what it is, maybe a dispute or something, or maybe just some idiots that decided to do this. Um, but yeah, dude, arson, please don't go out and burn your local comic book shop guys. There's a, you know, people's livelihood is in here, um, for almost half a million dollars in damage, uh, 300 to the building and 150,000 worth of content. You know, that's a lot of money of comics to just go up in flames, right? You know, you don't know what they had in there. Maybe some like, you know, historic issues and whatnot. But it's just some horrible, horrible news that uh, I don't like to hear, you know, with us being mm -hmm. in this industry and us knowing how like close we are to Alex and Treasure Island Comics to think of some asshole just like burning it up. Although it'd be hard to burn his building because it's all brick. Brick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, it just sucks. I hope that um, somehow, some way, um, you know, there's a GoFundMe if you guys wanted to look us look it up. There's been donations yeah. so far from Paris, Iceland, England, United States, and everything. People are obviously uh, feel bad and uh, trying to donate as much as they can to this uh, store and, you know, the the horror that they had to face with someone putting arson. So don't do that, boys and girls. Stay away from fire, except on Fourth of July, but don't blow up your hands. Don't uh, Jason Pierre Paul yourself. So uh, getting into another one, here we are, a rare Marvel book, the first comic book ever, sells for $2.4 here, Mike, a 9.2 rated Marvel Comics number one, sells for $2.4 at an auction, man. It was published in 1939. It features characters such as the Human Torch, the Angel, Submariner, and the Masked Raider. Um, don't know much about this book, you know, but... Uh, came across my my news wire here and it's like man crazy 2.4 marvel 1939 so i think that was about the time we were getting you know the first action comics and whatnot uh, superman but um, around there yeah yeah i mean obviously things have sold for more with bigger um bigger uh heroes and whatnot spider-man um you know obviously um but uh yeah another piece of news here guys we're kind of getting long here dc <laughs> dc universe infinite universe uh comic reading app so we know about this mike 
said earlier that pretty soon i told you that pretty soon and all these years later we're going to be all digital but yet it's already digital at times here we got the dc universe infinite app it's going to come to canada uk australia brazil mexico and more so dude you guys aren't familiar i'm pretty sure most people that listen to this are but you know there's all types and types of uh you know, titles on this, you know, you can read all backstories, like years and years and years of comics, just all digital, which, uh, you know, it's great if you don't want to go and buy the physical copies to catch up on stuff. Um, you're going to be able to get it in all these other countries now. So DC Universe Infinite is now available on iOS and Android devices in Canada, plans to continue to Australia, New Zealand, starting March 29th, followed the UK, April 28th. The service will expand to Brazil, Mexico sometime in the summer. DC has not allowed uh, announced start dates for those countries yet, but they will be coming. Selection of over 25,000 DC Universe Infinite offers other functions for fans, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, and the rest of DC's pantheon of heroes. So, man, I'm excited. That is some good news after some, you know, bad news but just the fact that um dc is expanding their footprint to other countries and making comics bigger and better for everybody all over the world man you cannot be you know mad at that so thank you dc and hopefully they get um accepted well and a lot of people are down to like you know obviously read comics digitally for things that they probably wouldn't be able to get so congratulations to dc doing that very, very true. So with the with that news, um, Mark, I mean, I, I got to look at the time, you know. Do you really want to spend that much time on the Batman? Do you want to carry this over to next week, brother? It's up to you, brother. Batman did come in last weekend, $20.5 million, to give you some box office numbers. It was, it was second, though, right? It got overtaken. Bullocks, Sandra Bullocks and Channing Tatum's The Lost City, uh, mm-hmm. you know, $31 million in its debut. So the Batman got overtaken. That is right. We can save it. You can do it. It's yeah, whatever you, you know want, what? man. Yeah, we went kind of long on sports, and then obviously just everything that's going on with 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 you know with the comic books and you know entertainment news. So you know what? Even if Sean's on tomorrow or next week, and even if he hasn't seen it, we'll have him put his earmuffs on. You know his his mute, but we will talk about the Batman next week for sure. But mm-hmm. um, so let's round this, this episode out. I want to say congratulations to us on three years of domination. Three years of colliding the worlds of sports and comics. I mean, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster journey as far as you know, number of downloads and number of time put into social media and YouTube and all that stuff. Just with our lives, you know, we don't get paid to do this, so it's kind of like when we kind of put that in the back of our head, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't have time to do a YouTube video because we're spending time with our kids. You know, just the realism of doing a podcast, but also having a nine to five, right? So. Thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded the podcast, who's supported us and watched us on on live on YouTube and Twitch, who's jumped in the chat and said, hey, I don't like this or, hey, I like that or, hey, I got a trivia question. But then they don't give you the trivia question <laughs> like last week, you know, but um, everyone who's been involved, Alex at Treasure Island Comics, like he's been like a lifesaver. He's been the the sole reason why we've been able to expand our knowledge and our you know our library and all these comic books, right? Um, our our wives and letting us do a a live feed from freaking Sonoma Raceway and, and you know and mm-hmm. going to uh, the Comic Con and doing the 
the you know the podcasting the podcast the palooza or whatever at san jose comic-con you know all those great times that we've had but um episode 147 is in the books and episode 148 is going to be a big one because it's going to be the start of our third year or fourth year sorry of doing this podcast with a huge huge review of the batman we promise to give that to you guys but mark Take it away for 147, man. Congrats, by the way. 147, yes, yes. Thank you, guys. 148, we will have an eventual winner for the national title for college basketball. We will have, uh, obviously, the World Cup uh, tables kind of more uh, in focus. Hopefully, Portugal and Poland can get the wins tomorrow. But yeah, nonetheless, um, this has been episode 147. Like Mike just said, we thank everybody from the bottom of our hearts that have supported us since day one that continue to support us. And to those that still, you know, haven't even uh, found us and discovered us yet. And hopefully we got future supporters as well. So it's always fun, brother. Thank you so much for being a part. Thank you so much for, you know, the vision that we all had to start this and just uh, continue to try to make it grow and make it better and just, uh, you know, go forward. So, you know, if you guys want to come in contact with us, you guys know how to do it on all social media platforms at the comic bookies. You guys can send us an email comicbookies at gmail.com and just uh keep sharing the word keep spreading it um just let us know just like i said keep our names in your effing mouths please and uh <laughs> it's gonna be funner it's gonna continue getting better and um you know we hope to stay here for a long time and uh keep producing content that we know that no one else does and that only we can do you know sometimes it's a little bit longer as today we had to cut it short and didn't even get to one of the big topics we wanted to <laughs> but uh man just uh whether it's weekly or bi-weekly we just hope that um you guys spend some time with us and just uh enjoy it as much as we you know enjoy delivering it to you guys so thank you thank you we appreciate it we hope that everyone has a blessed fun week and uh, springtime is around the corner. It's here, actually. But just uh, let's keep heating up yep. and let's keep getting hotter like this podcast, baby. No, yeah. Actually, you know, it's raining today. So that kind of sucks uh, over here in the valley. So um, just to give you guys a quick update on some downloads and where we are currently, uh, we're almost halfway through. So since we've been paying attention to this specific stat, uh, we're almost half of all states, United States downloading us. Congratulations and thank you to the downloaders in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Welcome to the United States passport of the Comic Bookies podcast. No new countries, but just to give an update on last 10 episodes, we have, of course, the San Francisco Bay Area is being number one. Des Moines, Iowa, number running in number two. Nashville, Tennessee, number three. Thank you. Los Angeles is number four. And of course, the valley out here, Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto is rounding out the top five. Just outside the top five, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., the Cleveland, Akron uh, area. Thank you so much, LeBron James, for downloading us. Detroit and Tucson, Arizona, probably my brother. Thank you so much. But uh, for Mark and for Sean, man, it's been a great three years and we hope to be at least three more. Um, Man. Just think about all the good times and all the times we had. But catch us of, you know, catch us, you know, just like Mark said, wherever you can listen to, you know, podcasts, wherever you watch podcasts, obviously, catch us on YouTube. But for Mark and Sean, this is Mike. This is the Comic Boogies podcast. Uh, real quick, happy late anniversary to my wife. Love you. But enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. And enjoy each other. We will see you next week. And then in three weeks, we're going to have a great, great interview with a, an author from Dark Horse Comics. Peace the hell out. See you later. Peace.
and always enjoy each other and enjoy the final four let's make some money and let's get this winner out here so we love you guys 147 thank you peace